A lot can happen between falling in love with a house online and owning it. Between imagining living there and breathing in your new home for the first time. Having an advocate who can help you navigate the complex world of financing, inspections, negotiating, analyzing the market, and talking through any anxieties that may pop up, that can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors and bound by a code of ethics. Because that's who we are. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Grammar Girl here. I'm Mignon Fogarty, your friendly guide to the English language. We talk about writing, history, rules, and cool stuff. And this is a very special episode because it's the 15th anniversary of the Grammar Girl podcast. 15 years! When I jotted down some ideas on a napkin in a coffee shop called The Kind Grind on a beach in Santa Cruz, California, I never thought I'd be doing it this long, or even the Grammar Girl would become my full-time job. And I I am so grateful to all of you because the fact that you listen makes everything I do possible. So to celebrate, I'm going to take you on a quick tour of some of my very favorite stories from over the years and some of the best tips, the ones I use myself in real life when I'm writing all the time. And I'm also going to mix in some calls from listeners who have stories about the podcast. But first, I have an announcement and a correction. First, last week, you all amazed me. We raised $15,000 for teacher projects through a nonprofit called Donors Choose. And even though they told me to expect it would take about four days, we did it in less than 24 hours. It went so fast, I didn't even get to announce it on all my social media before the matching funds were gone. So thank you so much for helping me make this a meaningful way to celebrate the anniversary and for helping so many teachers. From the data I can see, we've contributed to 225 different teacher projects so far. And because I was so moved, I plan to keep highlighting one or two teacher projects a week on my social media, so keep an eye out for that. Second, I sincerely apologize for the pickle I put all of you in by mispronouncing the name of the University of Reading as the University of Reading in a show about not correcting people who mispronounce things. Thank you to the people who oh so tentatively and kindly let me know about the mistake. Correcting me is an exception. I, I think the big picture of not correcting people was to not do it in a way that could make people feel bad or harm them, but I'm glad to know because we'll replace that bit of audio so I don't continue to annoy every future listener in Britain. And now, here's a message from Prescott. Hey, Mignon, this is Prescott from the Busy Creator Podcast, and uh, congrats on 15 years. That's a crazy milestone, and I just want to share my experience with the Grammar Girl Podcast. Um, Strangely, I think that the best part has been how interactive it is, and um, I, over the years, have have sort of left you a lot of tweets and commented on the blog and had you respond. And, and I've been able to share articles and word origins and weird anecdotes about Shakespeare and internet culture and whatever else. And I, I feel like it is a bit of a community, you know, that I get to hear 
um, responses to blog articles in upcoming episodes and that sort of thing, uh, which is great. That's a, that's a lot of what kept me uh, tuned in. And then, of course, thank you personally for appearing on my podcast several years ago. It's a great episode. Still holds up. <laughs> so here's the 15 more. Congrats on all your hard work. Take care. Thanks, Prescott. I love that I get to interact with listeners, too, which is why I love playing the voicemails. I'll have another one in a minute, but I also want to share some of the things I love from the past. One of my most favorite stories is the origin of the word harbinger, something that warns of a future event, because it led me to discover that there used to be a royal position called the Knight Harbinger, who set up accommodations for the royal household when they traveled. And even more fun, there was also a keeper of the barges and a keeper of the swans. The swans. Imagine that being your job. I still think about that all the time. Another favorite story comes from the episode on ghost words, words that only made it into dictionaries by accident and therefore are said to have, quote, no real existence, unquote. The one that always makes me laugh is DORD, which was supposed to be D or D, capital D or lowercase d, the abbreviation for density. But somebody misread it and ran all the letters together into a word, and it sounds so funny. DORD. I love it. And now here's a voicemail from Jill. Hi, Grammar Girl. This is Jill calling from Virginia Beach. I just wanted to say congratulations on your 15th anniversary and how much I love your podcast. I retweet it and repost it as often as I could. It's so important to be on a mission of educating people on when to use apostrophes, how to make things plural, um, when to use your and your. I appreciate you so much. Keep fighting the good fight from a fellow teacher and um, take care. Happy anniversary. Thanks, Jill. One of the more straightforward tips I use all the time in my own writing, so your students may find it useful too, is remembering the difference between historic and historical by thinking of that AL on the end of historical is standing for all things. Because all old things are historical. It's only important things that are historic. Another of my favorites that I use all the time is how to remember to spell bureaucracy, a word many people tell me they struggle with. And this is a weird tip, but it works for me. I think of a burrow sitting behind a desk, tapping perfume behind its ears. Now, that's a weird picture, so it's easy to remember. So the first three letters of bureaucracy are B-U-R, like in burrow. The next three letters are E-A-U, like O, the perfume, O de office carpet. And I can remember the crassy part on my own. So burrow, perfume, crassy, B-U-R-E-A-U-C-R-A-C-Y. And now here's a call from Colleen. Hi, Grammar Girl. My name is Colleen Blessing. Before I retired, I was a senior editor at a federal agency in Washington, D.C., and one day my boss came to me and said, our organization needs a writing style guide. I learned so much from and used so much of the guidance from Grammar Girl, both uh, your books and the podcast. Um, I felt like the advice was always clear and logical, and you provided great explanations when needed. I cannot tell you how many times I've said to writers and people in general, well, Grammar Girl says blah, 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 or Grammar Girl's example is this. Uh, in the editing world, I think Grammar Girl, the podcast, the books, 
everything. It's just rock star quality. I can't say enough about all the good work that that, uh, you do and how much you've helped people, including myself, in writing. Thank you. Thank you so much for helping spread the word, Colleen. It saves so much time for an organization to have a style guide. I cringe every time I get a question from someone who says, we fight about this topic all the time in my office. Just make a decision, put it in a style guide, and never fight about it again. I swear you'll be better off. And I'm sure you learned that at your office when you made the style guide. Here are two more of my favorite stories from the last 15 years. I love that the Brothers Grimm of fairy tale fame were also accomplished linguists, so much so that Jacob Grimm has a linguistics law named after him, Grimm's Law, which describes how consonant sounds changed in a systematic way between very early languages. It's so surprising. And now you can think of linguistics when you watch Snow White or read Cinderella to your kids. And here's another tiny bit of etymology that surprised and delighted me. Smitten, which seems like such a cuddly, happy word. I am smitten. But it's actually the past participle of the verb to smite, as in to kill or injure someone by hitting them. Smite is also one of those weird verbs that has two acceptable past participle forms. So it has both smitten and smote. And smote is usually the one used to describe violence, and smitten is the one usually used to talk about being struck by strong feelings of love or affection. But still, I bet most people who talk about being smitten with a kitten or a new paramour don't know that word has such a violent origin. I sure didn't. Next, here's a voicemail from Lorca. This one is especially special to me. Hi, this is Lorca Damon, and I've been a longtime fan of Grammar and Grammar Girls uh, podcast and, in fact, have used it in my classroom. I've been a high school English and science teacher since 1996, and the last school where I've taught is in a jail. Um, any of my students, um, despite not being adults yet, because this is juvenile corrections, um, do not have the strongest educational backgrounds, lack of attendance. Uh, lack of school success, a lot of variety of reasons. Um, And one of the things I noticed is that they came with very little grammar understanding or preparation. Um, This was evident in their speech, in their writing, if they were able to write or read, um, and even in just trying to take a a simple test, circle the noun or, or which verb would belong here. And they really enjoyed the podcasts. I would use those lessons in class. They could listen at their own pace. They could listen while they were trying to work on some assignment in class that I would give them tailored to the podcast. Um, But more importantly, it was just a really fun, not bombarding them with information, not spending weeks on the same skill or concept as many of them had to do in school. Um, So using the Grammar Girl podcast with them gave them a quick way, a quick tutorial kind of lesson. Um, And I think a lot of people are consuming information this way anyway. When I look up a recipe online, if I look up a how-to video, I don't need the history of how something was done. I just need to get to the information so that I can learn from it. And that's exactly what this podcast was able to do for my students. So thank you for doing this. It's really a lifesaver for teachers, and it's a game changer for my students. 
Thanks, Lorca. This is the kind of story that keeps me going year after year. Truly knowing that my work helps struggling students really just means so much. Thank you for calling. Okay, but here's another one of my favorite, more esoteric stories. The whole Words for Colors episode that came out in 2018 is one of my all-time favorites, and I won't ruin it for you because you really should listen to the whole thing because every bit is fascinating, but I especially love that the name of the color magenta comes from the Battle of Magenta. So the synthetic dye that makes the color magenta was invented by a French chemist in 1859. At first, he called it fuchsin after the fuchsia flower, but he changed it pretty quickly to magenta to honor a French military victory over the Austrians near the northern Italian town of Magenta. Edam Online says the victory, quote, advanced the cause of Italian independence and fired the imagination of European liberals, unquote. But now the Battle of Magenta sounds to me like something that should be a sequel to The Devil Wears Prada. Miranda Priestley brings back her smart but sensible assistant Andy to help save the day when her spurned advisor Nigel schemes to replace what should have been the new color of the year, magenta, with puce. Can they stop him or will they have to try to make it work? And now, now that we're done with my imagination, here's a voicemail from Christine. Hi, my name's Christine and Grammar Girl was one of the first podcasts I ever subscribed to. And the first episode I ever listened to was affect versus effect. In fact, I still say to myself, every time I have to make a decision of what word to choose, the arrow affected the aardvark. The effect was eye-popping. Great podcast, and congratulations on your anniversary. Thanks, Christine. I love hearing that people discovered podcasting through Grammar Girl, which I actually hear quite often since the show was one of the very early podcasts. And if you're wondering about the affect effect tip, no 15th anniversary episode would be complete without it. It was one of the first topics I did, and I commissioned a cartoon from Len Peralta to go with it of Aardvark, Squiggly's blue friend, who shows up in many of my example sentences. For a while, you could even get the cartoon on a mouse pad. And it says, as Christine remembers, the arrow affected aardvark. The effect was eye-popping. Arrow affected and aardvark all begin with an A. And effect and eye-popping both begin with an E. And by comparing your troublesome sentence to these two sentences, you can usually see whether you need affect with an A or effect with an E. Today, I'm more likely to use the Raven tip myself, R-A-V-E-N, in which the last four letters stand for affect verb, effect noun, but I do still hear from many people who use the trick that was in that early cartoon. Finally, to wrap it up, I have a family-like story from Angela. Angela Boyle from Alameda, California, raised in um, UK. And so here's my family story. We used to, as children... Um, because of my dad, he had a weird sense of humor. We used to deliberately mispronounce names. So there was there was a town about 20 miles from Reading. It's called High Wycombe, but it's spelt W-Y-C-O-M-B-E. We always pronounced it High Wycombe. And then to add more to the um, to the story, I listened to a audio book, and I cannot remember which one it was, but the narrator pronounced it High Wycombe. And so, you know, there's so many names. I live near um, San Jose, California, and you would be amazed at what people call that. But it's not family story. It's just general mispronunciation. But I think that would make a great show to 
just do place names. Okay, thank you very much. I do love your show. I listen to it every week. Thank you very much. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks, Angela. I put it on my list to do a segment about place names soon. You can sometimes tell a lot about a place's history by its name. It's really interesting. If you want to call with your family word story, you can leave a voicemail at 833214-GIRL, and I might play it on the show. I'm Mignon Fogarty, better known as Grammar Girl. You can find articles that go with each podcast segment at my website, quickanddirtytips.com. Thanks to my producer, Nathan Sams, and thanks to all of you for helping me do this for 15 years. That's all. Thanks for listening. There are any number of reasons you might consider selling your home. To move closer to family, live within a smaller budget, or just wanting a change of scenery. Whatever your reasons, having to figure out all the various housing market trends in your area may not be what you signed up for. That's where an agent who is a Realtor comes in. Realtors have the expertise to help you find the right price and navigate the process to sell your home in a way that's right for you. That's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions.